Praise the Lord, everybody. It is so good to share the word of God with you today. And we will be coming from Psalms 46, verses 1 through uh, throughout the, the chapter. We'll skip some verses. And we also are going to make reference to 2 Kings chapter 19. And today I just want to encourage your heart. And before I get started, I just want to thank God for him protecting me. I thank God for his salvation. And I'm so glad that um, my relationship with him, it transcends a structure. I don't have to go to a place because God is with me and I can just call upon him wherever I am. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for his protection and for his healing power. I'm grateful because he is my provider. Even in this time of lack, God, I have not lacked anything because God is my shelter and he is my shepherd. And I praise him today. So we're going to jump right into the word of God. Psalms chapter 46. We're going to begin at verse one. I think it's a relevant word today because we are in a time of turmoil, a time of uncertainty. There is so much fear and anxiety um, amongst people in the world. But today I just want to encourage you that God is our rescuer and God is with us. So Psalms chapter 46, and we're going to begin at verse one. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling sea line, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The Lord of hosts Verse number seven, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Verse 11, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. And this song was written after the, the people of Israel was surrounded by the Assyrian army and they wanted to take over Jerusalem and they were in a place where they needed God the most. And if you turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 10 to 13, it says, thus you shall speak to Hezekiah king of Judah saying, do not let your God in whom you trust deceive you saying Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Look, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands by utterly destroying them. And shall you be delivered? The messenger then began to, he began to say, well, I, we have defeated this city, this nation. And, and there's no way that your God is going to be able to deliver you because we've taken over. We destroyed the other gods. 
But then Hezekiah, the first response that he had was, hey, I know what I need to do. I know what I can do. He began to call on the name of the Lord. He began to pray to God. And I know you out there and 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 in our social media uh, land, you know that when you are in trouble, all you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord. Go down with me to verse number 15 in 2 Kings 19. It says, and I'm going to skip the first part. It says, O Lord God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God, you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth and cry your ears, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see and hear the words of the king of Assyria, which he has sent to reproach the living God. Truly, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations in their lands and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were not gods, but the work of man's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord, our God, I pray, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God, you alone. And there are times in our lives where we have faced, we hear that, you know, the president says that there is, the coronavirus is an invisible enemy, but we that know the, the body of Christ. We know that there has been an enemy from the beginning that's always trying to whisper something into our ears, always trying to make us think we are defeated and that we are alone. But this scripture here says that, Lord, I'm praying to you because I still believe that you are the living God. Even in crisis, I still believe that you are the living God. And then Isaiah began to prophesy to King Hezekiah. And if you go down to verse number 32, it says, therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into the city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor build it or siege mount against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and he shall not come into this city, says the Lord. But I will defend this city to save it for my name's sake and for my servant David's sake. And, and you know, that, that just proves that when we cry out to the Lord, the Lord hears us. When we begin to be in trouble, the Lord hears us and he is there to defend for you. And I believe our bishop always tell us that God is fighting for us. And even when we are unaware, God is always fighting for us. And that's why we can always give him praise. We can always trust him because he's true to his word and he loves us so much he cares about every concern that we have and he is fighting for us and look at what happened go down to verse number 35 and it came to pass on a certain night that the angel of the lord the angel of the lord went out and killed in the camp of the assyrians 
185,000, my God. And when the people arose in the morning, there were the corpses all dead. You don't even have to fight. All you got to do is cry out to the Lord who loves you, the Lord who is concerned about you. And, and that came to pass. And then uh, if you look at verse number 35, at 36, it says, so the king of Assyria departed and went away and returned home and remained at Nineveh. And see, the prophet came. God knows what's going to happen before it happens. But he always got a remnant. He always got a word for you. He always has someone to encourage you. There is always, God is always around you. And the word of the Lord came to pass that not only did he not go into the city, but then there were two his sons killed him while he was worshiping another God. We can see the power of God, how God has already given us victory. Even though we may feel defeated, God has already given us the victory. And from this experience, I don't know who was there. I don't know if there was a recorder uh, or a uh, of what happened, but from this experience, they they begin to write the words. So God is our refuge and our strength. They didn't do. They didn't just say this just because. They said it because they had had an encounter with God. They saw that God killed a hundred and eighty-five thousand. And when they woke up, they went to sleep. They were relaxed. They were resting. And when they woke up. God has already given them the victory. They didn't have to lift a finger. All they had to do was cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and now I'm going to go into the Psalms. The first thing God is, God is our refuge. Refuge is a place or a resort and safety. It is a dwelling place, a shelter, a place of hope. It is a protection being offered by God. It is a place where you can flee, a place where you can run. It is a safe place for danger, relief after stress, defense after the enemy. It is a rock to hide behind during battle. It is a canopy that God over us. It is protection and overall security. It is a place where we can run and we can hide. I think the psalmist said in Psalm 91 verse 1, 2, and 4 it said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. And then verse number four said, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. God is a dependable refuge for his people when everything around us is crumbling, when everything around us is unstable, when everything around us is chaotic. God is our refuge. He is our fortress. He's the strong strong, strong God in every situation. And you know what? I, I was thinking about this coronavirus. 
And I said, Lord, I'm going to look at this from a positive perspective because many of us were so busy. We were so busy doing a whole lot of stuff. But God put a stop. He said, stop. He said, stop and be still and know that I am God. I need you to stop. It gave us opportunity to inventory ourselves. It gave us opportunity to see the things that we needed to change. It made us grateful. It showed us our limitation. It showed us that we needed God and we still need God. And because sometimes you can do all the right things, but you're, you're going far from him because you are in a routine. You can do it with your eyes shut. But God said, I got to get, you know what, God, I, I, I believe that God is using this to get his people's attention. And I'm so grateful to him because he knew we were on a downward spiral. We're saying the right things, but we had not connected with him for a while. But I'm so glad that we are able to connect with him in a whole new way. He is able to speak to us. Now, I'm going to say that he's able to do these things if we allow him to, if we give him power to do it, because you can still be shut in and distracted. But today, I want you to even look around your home. Anything that's taking your attention, anything that is taking you away from spending time with God and the people that he's placed in your life, look at those things and, you know, evaluate, is this really important? But I tell you today, I am grateful for God. I'm grateful for a relationship with him. I'm grateful I can still pray. I can still talk to him. He's still present with me. I can still feel his presence. The Holy Spirit is still in my heart and I'm so grateful. I'm grateful that he's still talking to me. I bless his name because without the connection of God, we all will be lost. We all will be wondering but when God God connects us to him. He allows us to connect. He allows us to connect. I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you were unable to connect with God, where you could not feel his presence. But I'm here today that God, he is a God that wants relationship with us. So I just advise you while you're in, while you can't do what you normally do, go ahead and make a complete change and say, Lord, there are some things in my life that I want to change. And I know I have to have your help. I know I need to seek you. So today, God is our refuge. And the next thing that he said, he is our strength. Now, in the same chapter, 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 3, it says this in the King James. It says, for the children are come to birth, and there is not strength to bring forth. See, King Hezekiah, he understood that they were not prepared to fight against this mighty army. They were not prepared. They did not have the strength to do it. And at this point, they were tearing their clothes off. They began to, they put on sackcloth, pleading to God for help. There are times in life when you just get tired of fighting, where what you have to do is so advanced, is so enormous. It looks like you cannot even control it. It looks like you can't even attempt to accomplish it. 
But I'm here to tell you today that when all your strength is gone, God will be your strength. When you feel weak, when you feel depleted, God will be your strength. And some of you today, you are, you have been able to evaluate yourself and you now know your purpose. You now know there are certain things that God wants you to accomplish in life. There are certain things that God wants you to do in life. But I'm here to tell you today that if you can just rely on the strength of God, he is able to strengthen you at your weakest point. He's able to strengthen you. I believe Paul puts it this way. My grace is sufficient for for my strength is made perfect in weakness. When we are weak, that's when God's strength, it builds up. It, God's strength just kind of helps us to do everything we need to do. I believe grace is God's ability. When we begin to know that we are at our end and we are frail and we are limited and we begin to rest on the ability of God, that's when we know that's when we feel God's strength. That's when we know that we got to give him praise, glory, and honor because we understand I was at the end. The Lord will give you strength to accomplish. Some of you have realized there's some habits you need to break. You realize there's some goals you need to accomplish. You realize that there's some growth and relationship that needs to happen. You need to build up your discipline and seeking after God. You realize these things, and sometimes it feels like I can't even get started, especially when we have, uh, uh, I guess, developed habits. Sometimes that seems like the hardest thing to stop, but I'm here to tell you, just get started and go Day by moment by moment, day by day, and I'm here to tell you before you know it, you will be at the place where God wants you to be. And the next thing he says, he will be a present help in the time of trouble. The word trouble describes someone being in a tight place, a corner, unable to get out without divine intervention, to be restricted, tied up, or to bind in a narrow, cramped space. King Hezekiah, he realized that he was in a tight place. And if you look at 2 Kings verse 19, verse number 3, he said in that particular passage, he says, this day is a day of trouble. And then if you go down to verse number 4, at the end of the latter part, he said, therefore, lift up your prayer for the remnant that is left. I'm sure that we all have been Oh, we have had some troubling times, a time when your back was against the wall and you had nowhere to turn. You call upon the name of the Lord. You begin to pray and trouble, and, you know, and then all of a sudden you saw God show up in a way that he you needed him to show up. You know what? We know to pray when we are in trouble. Trouble is a good place. Trouble is a necessary place. God likes it when you are in a place, in this particular place, because you experience growth and God is exalted. Uh, in trouble, God reveals to you who you are, and he reveals to you who he is. And I thank God for every trouble I went 
frustrate any of it because God prepares you. God will change things in your life, in your heart, in your spirit. God will change things when trouble comes because at that point you realize that I need God. I am limited. I don't know what I'm doing. Lord, show me the way. Lord, give me wisdom. As in trouble, your mind begins to change. You become humble. You become repentant. In trouble, this is what happens. And then, you know what I learned? That in trouble, the mind of Christ is developed in you because you realize the error of your ways because you don't try it in your way so many times. But in trouble, God develops his mind. You begin to have the mind of Christ. And I know that's right. That has been my experience. Trouble helped me with my spiritual discipline. But most of us have to be forced to do the things that we really need to do. But trouble had, oh my God, you talking about prayer life? I developed a prayer life. I started reading that word. I started meditating on that word. And then I realized, oh, I like this. I like being connected with God. I like when he talks to me. I like when he deals with me. I like when he showed me myself. I like it when he showed me what needs to be changed. I like being in, I like being connected with God. Your trouble ain't always feeling good, but I like being connected with God through this coronavirus and through some of the other things in our life. We realize that we are not in control. God is in control. And we realize we need his protection. Our faith says he will protect us and he will rescue us as we comply and be obedient. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the nation. I will be exalted in the earth. Because sometimes we pray to God and we, we look like the underdog, should I say. But when we begin to pray to God, the next thing you know, God delivered you in a way that you never expected, that you never thought was coming. And God is exalted. His name is exalted. And then you just begin to worship and praise God. And so the King Hezekiah and the people of Judah, they experienced the people of God. They experienced victory. And I dare say today, we already got the victory. And then as we, the last thing, uh, not the last thing, but next to the last thing is that he is a very present help in the time of trouble. He is a very present help in the time of trouble. Can you, tell, can you just say that? He is a very present help in the time of trouble. And so as we begin to look at that, I was like, I was, this is the scripture that God dropped in my heart. I was praying one morning and I'm still out there on the front line and I'm seeing the fear in people's eyes. I'm hearing the conversation of fear in people. And I just began to pray. I was praying for people, but God pretty much encouraged my spirit. He is a very present help. He is the first responder to us. 
I mean, that's related to what's going on. He is our first responder. When we call, he's there. He's immediately present. And, in, and he wants to meet every need that we have. He is a very present help in the time of trouble. And so I, I begin to think about that. I say, God, you are always with us. You are with us. You, every time we turn around, God, you're right there with us. God is a very present and immediate. He comes right then and there, a very present help in the time of trouble. And I, I, I my, my eyes begin to swell up with tears because though you might feel isolated and though you may feel lonely, God is a very, very present help in the time of trouble. Some are in a desperate situation. Though this has hit you, though it has hit your family, and you know, as we begin to see the, the unemployment rate rise, and you might be in that category, I'm here to tell you that God is a very present help in the time of trouble, and he is able to be your Jehovah Jireh. He's able to give you everything that you need, and he's going to come from another way, a way that you didn't expect, but God is able. And today, I just want you to know that God will come in your situation, and he will rescue you. Hallelujah to God. He is immediate. He is instantly available to you. And we praise him for that. The Bible says in Hebrews, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God is always right there. And our next point is that we don't have to be afraid. Why? Because God is with us. Now, fear is a natural, it's a natural response, especially to uncertainty. But today, the scripture is encouraging us not to fear. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, God is in the midst of us, and he's going to help us. And that right early. The Lord of hosts, he's with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge sealer. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Hallelujah. And today I want to encourage you not to fear. Though the earth, you might, though the earth may change. Though the mountains may be hurled into the midst of the sea, which is an unusual thing to see because mountains are made of, when you think of a mountain, you think of something stable. But then, you know what? Now we see that what is normal, it can change at any time. There is a new norm happening right now. So though everything around you becomes unstable, everything around you begins to change as you know it. We shall not fear. For us, it means though we go through experiences and situations that are uncertain and chaotic and devastating, we do not have to fear. Though we see the devastating number of deaths on the news every time we turn on the TV, we do not have to fear. 
though the, our future is threatened. Our economy has spiraled down into a place that it has never, I'm not going to say it's never been before, but it's been a long time since it's been like that. We shall not fear. Though our very society has changed drastically and become unstable, we shall not fear. Regardless of what we have to face, we have no reason to fear. God is with us. That means everything to us. God being with us, he's our helper, he's our strength, he's our strong tower, he's our refuge. God is with us and God is real. Though he is invisible, God is powerful. And the beautiful thing about God, we see his handiwork. If he can create the earth, if he can create the world and it stay in its place, God is good. If he can create the moon and the stars, and though we see rain and clouds today, the sun is still shining. When God puts something in order, it stays in order. Hallelujah. When God puts it in order, it stays in order. Hallelujah. And God is able to make order out the chaos that we are seeing now. He is a God of order. He is in control. Thank you, Jesus. He is faithful to his word. God keeps his promises. If you are sick, he's a healer. If you are confused and everything around you is chaotic, he will give you peace. If you are lost today, he will help you. He will meet you at the point of need and he will find where you need to go. He will direct your path. If you call upon him, he is able to save you. If you are in need, he's able to supply all your needs according to his riches and his glory. He is concerned about you. He's able to supply every last one of your needs. If you are waiting on him, he will renew your strength. Because sometimes in the waiting, you know, that's when the devil whispers in our ears, and, and, and we begin to get discouraged. But if you keep on waiting on God, he's going to renew your strength. He's going to bring you out of the trouble. He's going to bring you out of wherever you are. He's going to answer your prayer. He will renew your strength. When you're burdened, you can cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. When you need a situation solved, he is beautiful for every situation. And one day I was thinking about that he's beautiful for every situation so what does that mean God is the solution he is the remedy for every situation that you face and when he delivers you I tell you he's going to bring you out in a mighty place he's going to bring you into a, a, a large place God is beautiful he's the remedy he's the solution to every situation when you have a question, he will lead you to the answer. He is the mighty God, the great counselor, the originator of, uh, uh, he's the originator, author of wisdom and knowledge. What a mighty God we serve. Can you, I don't know who you're around right now. Can you just say hallelujah? Can you just say thank you, Jesus? Can you just say glory to God? Because we serve a mighty God. Every knee got to bow. Every tongue got to confess that he is Lord. Whatever you're going through, it's got to bow. Oh my God, whatever you are doing, it's got to bow. Because our God is all powerful. Come on and Give God praise, hallelujah. Glory to God. 
And then, you know what? I'm, I'm concluding there, but I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. In my conclusion, today we see God as our refuge. We see God as our strength. We see God as our present help, and we know that he's always with us. And we even went over an example of, of why this song was even written. It's because these people had an encounter and they had an experience with God. Today, I want to just let you know that you have to release God and allow God to work in your life. He's a gentleman. You have to release God and allow him to work in your life. And I got to talk about the cross. A long, long time ago, a long, long time ago, God saw that mankind was in trouble. And God, and then our father, you know, Jesus came to the earth and he, he faced a rugged cross. He faced a cross that, that he had to bear. He did not even sin. He did not even deserve the cross that he had to go to. But because God and our father saw that his people was in trouble, sin was running rapid in their lives. They were on a wandering road down to destruction. So he sent Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, to the cross, and he hung on the cross. He said, I want my people to be free. I got to go down and rescue them. I got to go down and be amongst these people. I got to show them that I am their way out. I have to become the way. And I thank God because he saw that I was in trouble. He saw that our sin had overtaken me. He saw I had some habits that were going to destroy me. He saw that I needed him. He saw that I was in trouble and I thank him for loving me enough to go to the cross, to hang on the cross, to bear the stripes, to have a thorn placed in his head, to be bruised for me. And Isaiah says, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are here. Jesus faced that cross for me to deliver me out of trouble. He cleared the way for me to go to him at any time. All you have to do is call upon him. He's been sending the same offer today. Come unto me, all oh, that labor, and I have it and I will give you rest. I want you to come. See, I'm knocking at the door. Hey, please open the door. I want to come and commune with you. God is offering the same invitation to each and every person that is under the spell of my voice. And if you want him to come into your life, he will come into your life. He has given us full access to him. But while he was hanging on that cross, you know, he ripped the veil. So anytime we need to access God, we can do that. And, you know, the thing is, will you choose him? And that's a question that only you can answer. Will you choose him? And, you know, and choosing him is not a one-time thing. There are always situations where we can either choose God or we can choose our way. We can choose good or we can choose bad. You know, we can choose right and we can choose wrong. We always have the power of choice. The question is... Will you choose him? 
And you know, at this point, I want you all to pray this general prayer with me. And it says, Lord, I repent for not believing in your ability. Lord, increase my faith. Help me to depend and trust in your ability and help me to trust during my difficult time. Help me to have peace and rest upon your ability. Lord, give me strength. I know you want only the best for me and you are here to help me. I surrender not my will, but let your will be done in my life. And if you today want to give your life to Jesus Christ and, and you know you realize that you are a sinner or you realize that you have fallen short, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I repent for my sins. I need you to rescue me. I believe you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you into my life, into my heart. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and guide my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I hope that you have a blessed week. Remember, God is with you and he is your rescuer.